Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Greg Bears. Greg is a Jesus lover, a husband, a father, and a church developer. He's currently the lead pastor at Lake Point Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Greg, it is an honor to have you here today. Matt, we're so excited, bro. It's so good to connect with you and excited for what God's doing and what he has planned yet to do. Amen. And, you know, what's cool is as with a lot of these interviews, it's it's how God connects people in relationship. And so Greg and I actually met on a flight to Brazil to go on a mission trip with you know Dr. Randy Clark and Global Awakening and actually was seated by his wife who was across the aisle from Greg. And that was by design so they could get rest. But, you know, it's <laughs> so cool how the the friendship started from there. And then we were just able to develop more of a friendship in our time in Belo Horizonte. So um, really love divine appointments. And so first of all, tell us a little bit about your experience in Brazil and, and what that was like for you. Yeah, it's so funny, Matt, that you brought that up because when we got off the plane and she didn't know who you were, didn't realize until I guess you guys had some conversation that you were part of the global team, as were we. But when we got off, she said, yeah this guy next to me kept talking to the guy next to him and got to pray with him. And, and he started telling him about Jesus. And I was just, it was like, Oh wow, it's game on, bro. We're already being surrounded. And, and then I was sitting next to Nate, one of your boys and and he and I, uh, we had a seat between us and I had no idea he was with global leader. And, and you know, what I love to say is we, we, we became fast friends and the Lord, Lord brought some of his kids together with sense of humor, like only he can do Matt. And then we just enjoyed each other all the way in the belt and, and the, the, the bus ride from the airport. We got to spend time together. So so I love the way that one of the things that I love probably most is the amazing friends that that we gathered and grew our, our circles that love Jesus, that are hungry and thirsty, that are willing to go for it and uh, and are willing to be fools for Jesus rather than be seen as wise to the world. And uh, and so that that's probably one of my favorite things that happened through this amazing trip to Brazil. But, uh, you know, it, it started out quickly as we got around people that were really uh, fired up and ready to see a movement of God, to see signs and wonders and the spirit of God do whatever he pleases to do and use us in the process. But uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that, Matt. I mean, from from the very first worship experience that we had there that morning and uh, just feeling in, in the presence of God and uh, just just uh, sensing him just in the room. And, and then the opportunities that we had to minister and pray were just, uh, oh man, they're, they're just outstanding. We're still, uh, we're still riding the wave, as I like to say, you know, we're riding this wave uh, that, uh, of the things that God's shown us and we want more and we, we want to catch another wave. My wife is, uh, she's ready to surf, man. She's, she's fired up about it like never before. I think that'd be the other thing. So we were blessed to go together with my wife being able to go. And she came back just 
just on fire. She's still on fire. She's challenging me, uh, and and she's really challenging our church in a very good way. So, uh, man, we're just we want to cultivate cultivate that flame, and we want to stoke that the embers and continue to, to stay burning. Yeah, I think that that is the the key to the whole experience. Is is not only you go there and you get fired up, but you you steward that fire and you take it with you wherever you go, and you know. Have I ever seen anything like the move of God that we experienced in Brazil? Absolutely not. But is it possible elsewhere? Absolutely. You know, so I think that that is the, the biggest thing. There, there were 120 of us on that team and we were all fired up and we were all believing that God would move. And then we we're in a culture and an environment where they expect God to move. So that was just a natural byproduct. And he did powerfully, you know, over 1400 people physically healed. I think it was over 1,600 or 1,800, you know, emotionally healed, you know, powerful experiences and encounters, but it didn't stop there. You know, so we came back, we came back to our lives, you to Arkansas, me to Alabama. And, and obviously uh, we've seen people healed since then. Um, not necessarily the, the sheer numbers that, that we saw there, but um, you know, it's interesting because I was talking to a client yesterday and you know, I was just sharing some of the testimonies and, you know, he said, well, I'm, I'm not sure that, that God could, could do this for me. And I said, well, man, he, he can do it for anybody, you know, and, and here's the scripture. Here's the reasons why he could do, you know, he told us to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, which was far worse than COVID. And then also yeah, yeah, truly, on. I tell you, anyone who believes will do the same works, if not greater, because I'm going to be with the father. So it's really a call for all believers to not only go for those things, but to see those things take place. So, so as you guys have gotten back, you know, you are the pastor at a church there in Arkansas. You know, what, what have you seen as far as trying to convey the, the hunger and convey the excitement for people that weren't there for them to hear some of this stuff? They're like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. I don't know if I'll ever see anything like that. You know, how, how are you guys stoking the fire back home? That's such a great question, Matt. And, and really the reality of it is I'm like a fire hydrant teacher. And there's times when I just unleash and just like, you know, it's hard to drink out of a fire hydrant. And so real intentionally, we've said we don't, we don't want to do this to people. We want to real, be real tactical. We've been asking the Lord to show us and teach us how do we, how do we begin to share what we saw in, in Brazil, the things that we absolutely 100% believe, Matt, he wants to do here, right in our backyard. And he is, and he has been, but to the magnitude of what we saw in Brazil, not so much. But I, but I do believe it's coming. And, and so part of the thing that, that I was wanting to do and what I've been doing, just processing, I'm a processor. So I've been trying to look at everything that we saw, everything that we experienced, everything that God did through us personally, even, even, even to the point of, uh, you know, my wife and I both coming back feeling more filled with the Spirit of God than ever before and, and excited about what He wants to do. But what I began doing was trying to give bite-sized pieces to our church. You know, it's it's awesome to have this. I, I love I love candy. So you, I love getting the, the king-size bars, right? I like to get a big old, you know, king-size, you know, Nestle Crunch. But but what I realized is our church can't handle that. So I got to give them the bite size. And the bite size is just enough to, to, to get some goodness and to kind of whet your appetite for the more. And and what I one of the bites, the sound bites that I keep coming back to to our church is that what I saw in Brazil was, was hungry and thirsty people. 
and they wanted more of Jesus. And the average income in Brazil, where we were at, was $200 a month. So it's not like they're, they're, they're rich. I didn't see anybody that I was felt was super impoverished. But, but what I'm saying is that they're not dependent on all of their things, all of their devices, all of their, 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 the things that they can, well, I like to say the things that they could put in their pocket, you know, money, cars, uh, our influence, our, our phones have everything, our life. And, but, but these people were, were hungry for Jesus and they were believing that God could do what, what, uh, what man could not. And so, so we've talked a lot about being hungry, even to the point of during our worship, um, we've made this new thing where I've invited everybody to come up toward this, to the platform. And we have an area where you can just, uh, just step up there and just go for it. And, you know, I saw you do it, Matt, you know, me, I, that's where I was when we were worshiping in Brazil. I wanted to be as close to the platform just because I don't like distractions. I didn't want anything to get in the way with me crying out to the Lord, singing, honoring, praising, worshiping. And so we started doing that as well. We implemented that and, and we've had people step into it. Some are still reluctant, but I said, here, I want to be around hungry and thirsty people. And I want to invite you to come forward and be undistracted as you, as you worship the Lord. And so, so those are two little things that, that we're, we're doing and have done, but then we're, we're beginning to tell stories. We're using Sunday as our main platform because that's when we have the largest reach, but we've also been doing things on Wednesdays where we have more core Wednesdays, more for core. So we're going to, we're going to take those that are core and just start, kind of sharing some of the wild stories, some of the wild things that we saw. We had the opportunity to bring Randy and Rhonda Malone. They're part of our church and they're leaders within our church. And so they're, it's not just Pastor Greg and, and Christy, but now it's Randy and Rhonda also sharing the stories of what God has done. And so we're, we're real intentional and have some more intentionality of doing more of that and trying to steward what we saw. That's awesome. And, and I do think that that is important that, you know, people, they hear things from us, but then they hear the same things from other people. You know, it's, that's the cool part about the Bible is it's not just one man's version of what happened. And then we're just supposed to take that for the, the word of God and, and that, you know, translated over thousands of years that, that that's just one man's account and okay, Sounds good. We just take it and run with it. No, it was hundreds of accounts that all solidified and all reemphasized the same things over and over and over throughout hundreds and thousands of years, you know, separating these people. And, and that is the, the cool part about testimony. You know, when you hear multiple accounts of the same thing, that's when people are like, oh, wow, you know, this isn't just one person who's, you know, manufacturing this, this concept in their head that, that they think they saw somebody healed. No, it's, it's multiple camera angles. It's multiple lenses, uh, you know, multiple brains that, that are all seeing these things, processing these things, and then sharing these things. And so that is the cool thing uh, about all this stuff. When people can hear multiple accounts of the same stuff, it reiterates and it backs up what God did. And, you know, so I think that that's a great way to do it. But also, you know, one of the things I love about our church is, you know, I, I go down front every week and, you know, if I'm there for both services, I'm up front most services. Why? Because I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life. And I'm so thankful to have a place of freedom to worship, you know, like David, you know, he said, I'm going to get even more 
undignified than this. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he did not care who was watching. He was a king yeah. and he didn't yeah. care what it looked like because he knew what God had done, who God is and what he's capable yeah. of. So I think yeah. when you open that up and the, the people there that you've got in your church that that have been saved or are freed from addiction or, or have, mm-hmm. you know, just been set on fire for Jesus to have the ability to freely express that without worry about, you know, getting in trouble. There are some churches, a lot of churches where you get in trouble for, you know, expressing your, your true love for the Lord, your, your true joy for the Lord. Uh, hey, hey why, well, let, let's tone this down. And it's like, you know, if, if that's coming from the lead pastor, don't ever expect to see revival if you're going mm-hmm. to try and squash what Holy Spirit is doing. So I think that that's extremely powerful. Now, you've been the pastor there for 17 years, was it? Yeah, my wife and I were, were the founders. We, we started that ministry uh, 17 years ago. And uh, just, uh, you know, just seeing what God has done. And, and we've always been a church that has, um, you know, we, we look at the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we've always been a church that, that knows that God can do what we can't. And we, our, our goal has been to reach the least of these, according to Matthew 25, and to, to be the ones that go after those that maybe others have forgotten or maybe even steered away from. So, so what's really been cool is that in, in the most recent five years or so, we've really begun to see God do some, some amazing miracles within our church from people, uh, you know, the, 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 the freedom from addiction and, and, and God's love coming in and just uh, filling that void and that gap that they were looking for. Uh, through drugs, through through violence and sex, through through the, some of the things of the world, and just being set free has been amazing to see um, God's miracles working. And uh, and and then and then in the most recent years, we're seeing Him just do some tremendous healings, and just beginning to see Him, uh, you know, just uh, just show off is what we, what we like to say it. And and, and where where I think that I've been as a leader that God has taken me on this journey is. Um, it's kind of like we said, man, I'm going to be a fool. I'd rather be a fool for Jesus than, than seem as, as wise to the world. And so when we ask somebody, if somebody comes to pray and they're asking for something impossible or seemingly impossible in our minds, like, you know, healed from breast cancer, healing from aches and pains and, and arthritis and just different things that are going on, we're going to go for it. And we don't, we don't dictate what God does or what he doesn't, but we as children uh, you know, Jesus said, you can't enter the kingdom unless you enter like a child. So as a child, man, we're just going to talk to our daddy and we're going to keep asking him. It's just like, you know, when that kid wants a piece of candy, when you're in the grocery store, he doesn't ask one time. He just keeps asking. He keeps asking. And I buy the whole, I buy the whole candy rack because I'm just, I'm just wanting, I, I want him to quit asking, but I also love my kids, you know? So you just like, you know, you, you give them things that are good. And our dads, our, our heavenly father is the same way. Like he, he wants to give his kids good gifts when we're ready, when we're able. And, uh, and all I know to do is, is to ask, you know, I'm, I'm a beggar, I'm a beggar before the King. And, uh, and so we're doing a lot of asking these days, bro. And, and it's funny, you should say that because I'm sitting in the hospital right now and um, I've got a, an older sister that they've diagnosed with stage four cancer in her, her liver and moving into her lungs. And we're just, we're praying for God to heal her. And, uh, you know, and I'd, I would ask any of your listeners if they would just take a moment to pray for my sister, Kim, and we're just asking God to do what only he can do. And we're believing for it until he shows us differently. We're believing for it because we know what the word of God says. And we know that, that by his stripes, we have been healed and it is our sin, but it's even beyond our sin. 
and there's nothing impossible for our God. So if we look at the scriptures and we read those verses, and if we really believe them, then we take that before our Father. And we ask him to do impossible things. And we ask him to do what only he can do. And we're, we're praying it for it to be his will until he reveals his will. That's all I know how to do. Yeah. Well, you know, so first of all, uh, he says to ask, seek, knock, and the door shall be open. And, and so as we continue to ask, seek, and knock, it, that's what he does. He's a do it again, God. So, you know, we know people that have been healed of cancer through prayer you know, we obviously know that, that God's done it once he can do it again. So right now, I just I want to pray for Kim and I want all of you out there that are listening. I want you to be praying for Kim as well. But Father, we just we thank you that you're a loving father. We thank you that you're a God of the impossible. What is impossible to man is not ever impossible for you. God, you created everything with words, with with your breath. You breathe life into existence. So, Father, we ask that you would breathe life into existence in Kim. Just breathe life into her healing into her body. Father, we bind all pain in her body. We bind all sickness in her body. We bind all cancer cells in her body. We bind all dis-ease in her body, all affliction. Father, we just cancel any assignment of the devil over her, Father, any attack. Father, we just ask for peace and healing to flow in her body, complete healing in Jesus' name. We thank you for the doctors. We bless the doctors. We bless the hospital. But Lord, you are the great physician. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and you are a God of order, and you're a God of restoration. So Lord, we just ask for healing to manifest in Kim, for complete peace, complete peace and healing to flow in her body in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So I'll be Amen. looking forward to Amen. getting uh, you know, amazing testimony of, of Kim just walking out of that hospital in, uh, in good order, you know, cause he's yeah, cancer free. Absolutely. Yep. We're with you, bro. I'll give you, that'll be our next podcast. We'll get that on report and get it in the books. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. As you are continuing to to lead your people forward, uh, you know, what is God showing you for 2022? And you know, what does this season look like? Obviously, it's a challenging season for a lot of people, but uh, is there anything that he's spoken to you for this year or uh, for your church for this season? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we do every year is we're always praying and asking God to give us a word that would help define that that year. And uh, it's something we do. We take a lot of, uh, of value in and we're asking the Lord to show us what, what he has planned or give us a, a, just a path. Last year, our word was uh, revive. And, and that word revive was, I just believe it was right on time. You know, I told people I wanted it to be revival. I was like, God, let it be revival. 
And, uh, and I just didn't get a piece about revival, but the word revive is what, what the word he gave me. And, and then he, he showed me, he said, look, you can't have revival until people revive. And so I believe that 2021 was a year that we as a ministry, and even I think in our culture, a lot of us have revived. We're, 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 still, we're still dealing with COVID, but we're not letting COVID define us. And we're, we're walking by faith instead of fear. And we're still using the wisdom of God to, to take whatever precautions need to be. But at the end of the day, we're trusting in God and not the CDC and not any other leader and their opinions on what should or shouldn't be done. And so as we lean into 2022, you know, I was asking the Lord, what's our word for this year? And the word that he gave me was accelerate. So accelerate is our word of the year. And, uh, and I just started looking that word up and doing a lot of study on the etymology of that word. And that acceleration is, is a, it takes movement. And, and we believe God is moving us into a new, a new direction, into a new season, an acceleration of his gifts for us, um, and, and then moving us in this next direction that he has planned, which we really believe God is calling us as a ministry and as the people of God to, to cry out to him for healing, for, for emotional, for, for mental, for, for spiritual, and especially also for physical healing. And, and as these things begin to happen more and more, and there's an acceleration of, of these things happening, people are going to have stories that they're going to tell. And as they tell the stories, it's one thing to say the Bible says this. It's one thing for somebody that's not a believer, like they don't even believe in the Bible. So they're, why would they listen to that? But when they see somebody that they knew that's radically changed, somebody that was struggling with the chains of addiction, that's now watch, walking in freedom, you know, somebody that has been that has been taken from what seemingly is the pit of hell, but then is taken and put, now they're a part of the kingdom of God and they're just so radically different. Somebody that's got a physical healing, they've watched them limp around and now they walk without a limp. And they've watched, they've, they've heard these diagnoses of breast cancer and now they're seeing they're, they're cancer free. Those are all testimonies of God's glory. And, and every healing in the Bible, I always say this, every healing in the Bible that we know of, everybody still died. And so Lazarus was raised from the dead, but as far to our knowledge, he's, he, he died, you know? And, and, and so, so the healing wasn't about prolonging life as much as it was as a testimony of God's goodness, grace, and his power in, in the way that he takes care of his children as a good father. That's so good. Man, that is, uh, that is good stuff. So, you know, it's interesting because I, I heard it's a year of exponential growth. So accelerate exponential growth, obviously those things go together. And, and I think that, that God is moving powerfully in this season for those who seek him with all that they have, you will find exactly what you're looking for because he's looking to pour out his spirit on the people that, that are willing to, to change things, to put those distractions down, to focus on him. You know, this is a world that is full of chaos. And so he is a God of order. So if we focus on the order versus the chaos, then, you know, it's not to say that our life's going to be perfect, but, but he is the way, the truth and the life. And only through him, do we get to experience the father? Do we get to experience that freedom and the salvation? And so it is exciting that, you know, when everything else is, is being shaken, that, that he is still firm. And uh, here's the, I'm always asking that question, Matt, do we really believe that God is who he says he is? And if you follow Jesus and you read the Bible, then, you know, do you believe that's who he is? Because why wouldn't a father give good gifts to his kids? 
you know, I mean, Jesus even said it, you know, you know, the, the earthly fathers, you don't give your, your kid a serpent or a rock when he asks for something to eat or he asks for something good. So if you that are sinful know how to give good gifts, how much more does our father know? And, and so, so, so part of the thing, I think that the acceleration for us that do believe in Jesus as the way, the truth and life, the only way to, to heaven is through him. It's Jesus plus nothing. And, and so when we realize the grace and the mercy of God seen in the epicenter of the incarnation of Jesus, if we believe that God's a good father, why don't we ask him for good gifts? Why, why are we holding back and, and not saying, God, I, I really need from the smallest thing in your life. And I know it's so trivial, but to the parking spot, to, to the biggest things of your life, like right now, God, would you heal my sister of cancer? You know, if we, if we really believe God is who he says he is, then there should be nothing that we don't take to our father. And there should be nothing that, that we see as improbable or impossible, no matter who in the world says whatever research and whatever, whatever things that they say, we, we come against it in the name of the Lord. There's nobody betting on David to beat a giant. There's nobody putting, you know, you take that to Vegas, he, he's getting zero. The, the, you know, the odds on David are so stacked against him. And, and I was talking to one of my friends who's been praying with me and, and, uh, and, and he, he shared this little nugget that I think is, I think it's spot on. When David goes against Goliath, I think what, what happens is David sees him. And, and I think that, that God gave him a picture of, of himself. I think that as the giant stand across that field from him, he looked over and, and he saw, he saw that, that, that giant, but he saw an image or a picture in the spiritual room of how big God is. And he just smiles and he's like, this giant's big, but my God is bigger. And, and this dude thinks he's something, but he, he's missing the picture of God that David had. And, uh, and then David has his lion and his bear right beside him. And he knows what God's done in his past. I, I always tell people, Who's, get your lion and get your bear beside you. And, and God, God is the things that he's done in the past that wells up faith. And then look toward the Lord and see him bigger than any giant that you face. And, and I, you know, I, I got some crazy, amazing pastors speaking into me. So I'm taking the words that they say, and I'm just putting it all together. And, um, and, and that's where I think we need, we need to accelerate that. Our faith needs to be accelerated to a ask, ask God, he's a big God. So ask big boy prayers, big girl prayers. But then the second thing we got to do is just well up faith and believe it's possible that he is who he said he is. So he's going to do good things and that there's nothing that's impossible for him. And then ultimately, the third thing, I think we've had to do this all the time because you've seen it too, Matt. We saw it in Brazil. Not everybody got healed or healed the way we thought they're going to get healed. There are different things happen. Sometimes it wasn't even about the healing. It was about relationships. Sometimes it was about something completely different and it manifested itself in a way that it looked like they needed a physical healing, but there was something spiritual that was greater. I would much rather go to, to, to heaven and, 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 and have you know, this broken arm that I have that never heals and go to heaven where I'm going to be magnificently healed forever than be perfectly fine and end up going to hell and have no issues with my body. So, so right. sometimes it's not what we expect, right? Yeah, that's so good. And, and I think going back to the David situation, you know, we are supposed to look at what God has already done and we are supposed to have an image of how God how big God is, but also, you know, David used what he had in his hand. You know, he looked down, he, he grabbed a couple stones, you know, little bitty stones, man. And he used small stone to take down a big giant. And then the weapon that was formed against him, you know, the, the, the giant's own sword is what he used to chop his head off with. So, right. you know, what, what the devil meant for harm, God used for yeah, good. Yeah. So I just, I love 
David in general, but you know, it, it's just he he was a great warrior for Christ. Yeah. You know, didn't back down when the challenge seemed too big. He screwed up, but he, you know, repented and then he yeah. just sought the Lord again. And and over and over and over, you read through the Psalms and you know, he starts out, he's in a bad spot. Oh God, why have you left me? Oh God, how am I ever gonna get out of this? Oh God. Is it ever going to get any better? And by the end, he's just praising the Lord. Yeah. He's remembering the things that he's done. And he's like, God, you're amazing. You know, yeah. so the, the Psalms, I think that's a lot of our lives. You know, sometimes we can have days yeah. where, we're like, oh, God, how is this going to work out? And then by the end of the day, we see God move powerfully like, oh, you did it again. Thank you. Yeah. You're amazing. So it's, um, it's really exciting to see, you know, people that are on fire for Jesus that, that are leading people, you know, all around the world. But, you know, in this country, you know, there is a great need for pastors to believe what they're speaking from the stage and you're one of those people. And I appreciate that. I love the hunger. I love the passion and I love your heart for the, the people that God places in front of you and the heart yeah. for the lost and, and seeing people, you know, catch fire. Like I, I love your energy, you know, just full of energy, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's exciting. Well, here's the deal. You know what? It, it's, 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 I always say this life is short. Hell is hot. We just need to be about the father's business. Um, you know, in hot springs, we go, we want to make it hard to go to hell in hot springs. And, and we really do believe that, you know, we, we're, we're, we're believing that God is who he says he is. And we're walking by faith, not by sight. And it's not always easy, man. It, it's not always easy. But, but when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, he's the, he's the one that's going to set things straight. He's going to perfect not only our faith, but, but when one of David's cries was, the battle belongs to the Lord. I'm, I'm looking at the battles in my life, and they're inundating. They're daunting. I, I, I mean, I hate COVID. I, it's been weaponized by the kingdom of darkness. The devil's using COVID against us to cause disunity. I mean, that's a whole other topic for another time. But, but what I'm saying is, God, COVID has to bow to you. COVID bows to Jesus. And, and here's the deal. Um, God, you can handle it. And, and, and I can't, and this battle belongs to you, Lord. And I'm going to trust in you that you're going to work it out, whether it's the way that I think it should be done or, or, you know, your, your ways are higher, your thoughts are higher, but I am going to trust in you and whatever giants I face, whatever comes across from me in my life, I've got to surrender that to the Lord um, because he's able, he's able, he can, when I can't, you know, and, and, and the cool thing about our God is our God has never known a giant. There's nothing greater. There's nothing bigger. And, uh, you know, if Goliath would have known how David was going to use that sword, by the way, he would have left his sword at home that day, right? Come on now. Yes. So, uh, so man, we, we got to be fired up, man. I want to encourage your listeners to get fired up for Jesus. If you're struggling to get fired up, just start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and put yourself in the narrative because the, the whole story, even of David, if you go back and, and read you some David, that's a story of, that's our story. We've been woven into that story. It's not a perfect story, but, but I know that the father wants children that are after his own heart. And we start asking God, maybe, maybe it's pray this big boy prayer, big girl prayer. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Lord, let me see people the way that you see people. God, let me hear the conversations the way that you hear them. And then God, give me the boldness and the strength to do something about it for your kingdom, in your power, and in your strength, and see what happens. Yeah, that's good stuff. Man, I've really enjoyed having you today, Greg. Really appreciate you being here and a lot of 
great encouragement and wisdom. Uh, how can people learn more about you or your church? Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much. The honor's mine, Matt. I, I appreciate uh, you asking me to be on. There's a great way to do it. You can go to uh, lakepointfamily.com um, and you can find out all the information you want. We also have another ministry that is helping women coming out of addiction. It's called The Hope Movement, thehopemovement.org. You can check that out as well. We're, we're pretty heavy into Facebook and our part of the country. Facebook is still pretty strong. So you can look us up. It's Lake Point Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, we do Instagram and the other social medias as well. But we also broadcast live. We do live broadcasts, live streams every Sunday on, on uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook Live as well as on YouTube. And they're archived. And uh, we've got a very special guest coming this weekend. I'd encourage your listeners to check it out uh, if, after they go to their church. Um, we're going to have uh, William Wood from Global Awakening come hang out with us. And uh, he's a warrior, man. He's, uh, he's got an amazing story coming out of addiction. And uh, the Lord just did a mighty work and is still doing a mighty work in his life. So we're really excited about that as well. We're looking forward to, uh, to, to shaking it up and uh, busting up some of that kingdom of darkness in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's awesome. Well, we really hope that you have all enjoyed listening today. If this has encouraged you, please share this with your friends. Uh, there are plenty of people out there that need encouragement right now. So, you know, like and share the, the episode. And then also you can follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, and then Living Life on Purpose always on Instagram. And so we appreciate you listening and we will catch you again in two weeks.